Hello, friends. The Morally Flexible podcast is devoid of any redeemable qualities. This show is basically a couple of drunk people doing some movie reviews, discussing topics that will make most people sick, and sharing life lessons of no educational value. Think of it as tainted domestic wisdom. This is a two to three hour podcast. If you have the attention span of a squirrel, please stop listening and unsubscribe. We also provide spoiler-filled movie reviews. If you haven't seen the movies reviewed in this episode, please stop listening and go watch them. Lastly, this show is full of explicit content. If the words shit, fuck, bitch, whore, cock, pussy, or jizz bother you, it's probably too late. You've already been triggered. Hit stop now. We at the Morally Flexible Podcast thank you and hope you enjoy the show. It's the Welcome to the Morally Flexible Podcast. My name is Josh and I am your host. On tonight's episode, we'll be discussing the Hulu original film Fresh, starring Sebastian Stan and Daisy Edgar-Jones. So my guest host tonight, we have two things in common. Number one, we are part of the Leftover Army. And if you don't know what that is, do the homework, look this shit up. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, Number two, we both get lost in Sebastian Stan's dreamy eyes. Coming uh, to me from New Jersey is our good friend, uh, Janine Daling. Hello, Janine. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, better than last week. That's for sure. Dear. Well, yeah, I would hope better than last week. Yeah. So let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. I had a little bit of a bad week last week. Uh, it's kind of a culmination of many, many things uh, brought on by a massive amount of stress and a little bit of alcohol. And now the feelings I had were very real, but I had a lot of alcohol. So I, uh, at the end of recording, I have a little breathalyzer that I use. And so I, I blew on it after that. I blew a 0.19. <gasps> that's how fucking drunk I was during therapy time last week. Wow. Yes. So that I think definitely played a role in the whole thing, but, uh, I will say this, I'm not okay, but I'm better. I'm better. That's good. I, I am glad to hear that because it's okay to not be okay. It is absolutely. And, uh, I gotta say, man, I've got a great, great audience here. Uh, I had so many people reach out to me and go, hey, dude, are you going to kill yourself? And I really appreciate that. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm okay. But no, in all seriousness, I had to, I had a lot of people check in on me and support me. And, and I really, really appreciate that. I had no idea that many people actually listened to the show. So that's awesome. I did get a message from Mike Weed, who uh, hosts the show. It went something like, hey, really glad I wasn't co-hosting with you last week. I don't know what the fuck I would have done. So thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, buddy. I wouldn't have cried in front of you. That's for damn sure. So we have added some Twitter followers this week. Uh, We got at GXK666. 
that fucking show guy, love that, uh, Andrew G. Marshall Therapy, and Communicare. Guess what the last two specialize in? <laughs> I'm going to say therapy mental health yes this is what happens this is what happens when you hashtag mental health uh, in the announcement on twitter so hey 118 follow followers now we're killing it and you're getting there i'm getting there you know step by step here little inches so uh, we did get an actual uh apple podcast review whoa so wow gavin x edge who I'm fairly certain is uh, the Gavin that was on the, like one of our first guests many moons ago. He gave us a four star. Very good. Thank you. Uh, His response was he quoted clerks too. And I shall read. I will say one thing though, their simplistic analysis of the trilogy aside, the Lord of the Rings was a massive achievement achievement. And even the Academy recognized them that they gave Peter Jackson the best directing Oscar an award. Your little friend, George boy, toy Lucas has never, and will never win. Okay. Thank you. I, d- I don't know what to read into that. Janine thoughts. Um, that just definitely felt like he had to write something. And so <laughs> didn't have to exactly be a review of the show. Just as, personal feelings kind of an obligatory thing well i put stars in i I, gotta say something yeah i mean i respect it four stars that's fair like it's not overly effusive five stars he's not completely sucking my dick just just partially no no yeah just the tip just the tip okay okay well i'll take that i i think part of it too he's angling to get back on the show so i can ask him what the fuck he was trying to what he meant by that but that's okay. hundred percent. Yes. Thank you, Gavin. So keep those reviews coming up. I, I love cryptic reviews. They're great. Maybe there's some music lyrics people can quote. I don't know. Whatever. So uh, if you want to continue to check on my mental health, uh, you can email contact at morallyflexiblepodcast.com. Facebook, it's the Morally Flexible Podcast. Twitter, at the Morally. Instagram, morally underscore flexible underscore podcast. And then, of course, our website is... Wait, we don't have a website. Our hosting platform is anchor.fm forward slash morally flexible podcast. God drinks. Well, Janine, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a sparkling vodka fizz, which is vodka, elderflower, and pear cocktail Mm. uh, from the company called Two Chicks. It is a woman owned brand. So I'm very happy to support them during Women's History Month. Nice. Um, plus, just the fact that the name of the company is Two Chicks. It's kind of saucy. I like it. That's that's good. Uh, and, it, and it is a tasty beverage? It is very tasty. Is it? Do you usually go for the seltzer stuff? I do. I'm, I'm pretty basic. Come the summer, like, it's going to be all Trulies and White Claws. Like, you know, ain't no law when you're drinking the claw. <laughs> Uh, I, no judgment you know you can add a little bit of vodka in there make it interesting you know just 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 exactly. a little bit just a little bit well Although i did see a drink on i'm so sorry to interrupt i no, saw no. a drink on tiktok that i want to try because i do love a um a hard apple cider in the summer and i saw a guy mix hard apple cider with a shot of fireball which i absolutely love fireball too and I think that that could become my drink of the summer. And that makes, I think that's a, what a hot apple pie, I think is what they call it. Yeah. Or something like that. Because I mix the apple cider with the, uh, 
with the uh, fireball in the in the winter. So there, there you go. I have to have my summer version. There you go. That's 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 fine. You go you go ahead and enjoy that. Um, I, I'm I'm going to stay away from it. But hey, if that makes you happy, that's what's important. Guess what I'm drinking tonight. What are you drinking? The same fucking thing I had the other night. Uh, I am back to my two gingers again. I'm not going to buy expensive liquor until I have someone actually physically in the studio with me, because otherwise I'm just going to be cheap. Uh, 40, 80, 16 bucks a bottle, and it tastes like a dream. So, yes, good stuff. Uh, News? Welcome to the Weekly Report. It is Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. Well, let's start the week off with the obits. We have uh, a big one for some, not so much for me, but it's it's significant. So uh, Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins passed away at the age of 50. Uh, we got the, the preliminary toxicology test found a whole bunch of shit in his system. So we got opioids, benzos, some antidepressants, and a little THC. So we can make assumptions, but I'm not going to. Are you a Foo Fighters fan, Janine? I am. Oh. This, uh, this kind of hit a little hard. I, I can understand that. I can. Uh, I, I am a Nirvana guy, so I know Dave Grohl. I do enjoy some of the Foo Fighters music. Not my favorite, but nonetheless, 50 is way too young for somebody to die. And I, if it ends up being a drug overdose, that's, that's yeah, sad. Breaks my heart. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you don't know what to read into the toxicology reports yet. And, um, Another member of the Leftover Army, Kevin Shanks, he's actually a forensic toxicologist. And he shared on Twitter that, like, you know, kind of leaking those preliminary raw numbers like that without any sort of specifications as to what those opioids are and what other what else specifically is in his system, it really muddies the waters. And it's, it's really, um, it's just not fair to do something like that because it does then make assumptions about the person um whereas everything in his system could have been legal and prescribed and not overdosed at all and there could have been something else and the toxicology has nothing to do with it so to kind of release it and imply a lot of things without having the actual information feels um it feels wrong it's very irresponsible because jackasses like me just jump on it and make assumptions so you're absolutely right i i did make an assumption on that no, you're, that's true. Uh, he could be prescribed a good majority of that stuff. I think the other part of the problem is he died in another country. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to make a commentary on their, you know, pathology departments or, you know, their corners or anything like that. But you know, who knows what's happening? Nonetheless, 50 is way too young to go. So way too I, young. Way too young. So I do feel bad about that. Uh, Also in the obituaries this week, uh, the death of Will Smith's integrity. I have to talk about it. I know every podcast is talking about it. I've got, I've, I've got to throw my two cents in and then I will never talk about it or post a meme ever again. So I will do my quick little rant for those of you living under a rock with no internet. So the Oscars were on Sunday night uh, Chris Rock made some jokes towards uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's Jada Pinkett Smith's head. 
Uh, Will Smith uh, first laughed at it and then decided to walk up on stage and smack the shit out of Chris Rock. And then, of course, screaming at him, you know, you get you get my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. He said that very loudly three times. It's a little awkward, a little awkward. So, yeah, here's my comment. Not OK. You don't hit people. I don't care if it's an Oscar telecast. I don't give a fuck if it's the guy at the corner store. I, I The only justifiable reason to put hands on somebody is if you are defending yourself. And that is absolutely it. Mm-hmm. Will Smith. I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying I agree about the, the violence aspect of it. Yes. I, it's I, not okay. I understand. Chris Rock's joke, not a great joke. And no. yeah, he... You know, I, I as I understand it, there might be there may have been some beef. I think he he said something about him, you know, during the 2018 Oscars. I didn't go back to look because I really didn't want to. But I guess what what kind of shocked me was just the reaction of the people that were there and the lack of consequences that with with it. You know, Denzel Washington ran up to him and. You know, when when uh, Smith did his speech for his acceptance, he said, you know, Denzel told me at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. Well, that's helpful. How about, hey, Will, what the fuck are you doing? That that would be the comment I would make if I was Denzel Washington. And the disgusting party got a fucking standing ovation when he, you know, won his won the award and gave a bullshit speech, you know, with wonderful quotes like I want to be a vessel for love and I want to be an ambassador of that kind of love and care and concern. Wow. <laughs> Little hypocritical there, Will. I love that uh, the uh, what Richard Williams uh, commented later, that it's the person he was portraying in, in King Richard and, you know, basically said, yeah, that wasn't okay. <laughs> We don't, we don't condone that type of stuff. Here's what I'm thinking in my head. Have Will and Jada never gone to the golden golden globes when uh, Ricky Gervais has been hosting? I think that they have. Cause that's way worse. I mean, he goes after everybody viciously. Yeah. But I think that you're right in that there's, there's standing beef between Will Smith and Chris Rock. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, he was make Chris Ross was making a joke about her health condition. Um, and like in that case, like you're punching down when you make a joke like that about someone. Um, and, and also like there is such a stigma about a black woman and her hair. Like there's there's so much history around that. So like I kind of get why he was upset. I get why she was upset. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like. Like I, I don't know. It it wasn't the it wasn't the the reaction that I think a lot of people were expecting. But it also feels very hypocritical for the academy to then turn around and say, "Oh, there's going to be sanctions on Will Smith," or they're going to like maybe even think about taking away his um, Academy Award when they have freely um, awarded Academy Awards to people like Roman Polanski. Right. Um, with yeah. really no consequences and Woody Allen and yeah. a lot and Hart Weinstein, like for them to sort of say, oh, we're going to make a stand about this. Really? really? That, yes, okay. that does. That does seem incredibly hypocritical. Released today, though, uh, I guess that the uh, C- CEO and the president of the Academy 
after the incident did go up to Will Smith and ask him to leave and he refused to do so. That that just wow. that just dropped today. Uh, there was uh, sources claim they were furious at Smith with his representatives having to try and calm the situation down backstage uh, while the event carried on. There were reports of yelling and heated conversations, which left the Academy officials apoplectic. Uh, like you said, the Academy is uh, has begun disciplinary proceedings to deal with the fallout. Yeah. What, what the fuck are you going to do? I mean, yeah, seriously, right. you know. If you really wanted to make a statement, you should have during your fucking show and not don't be pussies, drag his ass out of there. But they didn't want to ruin their their happy little little, you know, uh, awards show. Um, Let me tell you, it was already ruined at that point because nobody gave a shit about anything else that was going on after that. It's true. And honestly, if that hadn't happened, I don't think I would have even known that the Oscars were on that night. And it really sucks that, like, that thing has now overshadowed the fact that, like, the first deaf man won an award for acting that night. Um, The first openly, I think she was the first openly gay black woman to win an award. Like, there's a lot, there was a lot of achievements and firsts that happened at the Oscars, but they are all completely overshadowed by the fact that Will Smith punch Chris Rock. And what's funny is a lot of people in the audience thought that it was a skit at first. Like that's why the whole crowd kind of re- didn't really react at first. And I was right and there. I'm, yeah. I was yeah. right there. And yet honestly if that hadn't happened, I don't think I would have even remembered that the Oscars were on that night. I, because Twitter was just blowing up with what happened. Right. And, and that you're absolutely right because who watches this anymore? Does anybody watch the show? No, they're going to now because they're going to wait for, yeah, the, for a fucking brawl to happen. <laughs> you know, the next time, Hey, let's invite Will Smith again. We'll get ratings. I knew this was not a bit when he started, you know, screaming obscenities from his seat. Then it's like, Oh yeah. fuck. That was real. Holy shit. So I'm going to do one tweet that I thought was hilarious in regards to this. This is from at chief 17 kingdom, whatever. I got to give credit. Uh, Chris Rock is a comedian and he made a bad joke. Maybe it was a bad joke, but still did anyone slap Will Smith after he made after earth? So yeah, there, there was an Oscar ceremony. There were some awards handed out. Um, I'm going to be honest. I watched three of the best picture nominee films, three of them. So Coda one, I have no idea if it was a good movie. I did not see it. I'm sure it was lovely. I didn't watch any of the movies. And to be honest, like my my type of movie is not like the ones who are going to win an Oscar. Uh, the movies I tend to gravitate towards are like definitely in like the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, which they're not going to win an Oscar, but they're a hell of a lot of fun. They're fun. That's that's all that matters. But uh, you had some good ones in there. Dune was nominated. I love Dune. Uh, oh, okay. The Power of the Dog was nominated. I thought that was a very well done movie. The Power of the Dog really got was the one that kind of got the short end of the stick because it ended up, I mean, it was nominated for fuck how many awards like all the acting categories obviously best picture best director and what did they end up with best director you got jane campion winning i do not understand this whole best director 
for one film wins and then best picture for another film wins. That does not make any fucking sense to me. Does that make sense it really to you? Doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because if it, if you're going to award for best director, then he directed the picture. So by that logic, I feel like the picture should win best picture and vice versa. Agreed. I'm right there with you. This is part of the reason why I stopped watching the ceremony. And I can pinpoint exactly when I stopped watching this show was 1999. Okay. You've got Saving Private Ryan has come is is up for best picture, Spielberg up for best director, Tom Hanks up for best actor, right? What wins best best picture? Shakespeare and fucking love. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Spielberg gets best director. Who did Tom Hanks lose to? Roberto fucking Benini. Okay. For the the uh, the Holocaust comedy. Um, oh yeah, life is beautiful. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yep, I was done at that point. I I love Saving Private Ryan. Tom Hanks deserved his third. I it, it was that was highway robbery and I'm like I'm done. I'm not watching this fucking these fucking ceremonies anymore. I'll stick to the Golden Globes at least seems to have a little bit more integrity as to like who they actually award things to and and plus like for the oscars telecast like all of like the media awards for like tech and sound and special effects like that's get that gets pushed to like the day before that's not even televised and instead you have like stupid performances that don't matter or like like, oh, best song. Okay, just play like a 30-second clip. Like, you don't need the person to, like, perform for filler. It's like, uh, it's, no one's going to watch the whole thing. Everyone just wants the highlights. So the, just give me the awards. <laughs> let's let, let's look. Here they are. Yes, let's look up the fucking list at, at the day after. I just like the Golden Globes because, again, you sometimes you get very edgy hosts that are on there. And also, they're all drinking. So they're a lot looser and funnier shit happens at those. Now, I don't know if we're going to let Will Smith drink at the next Golden Globes uh, <laughs> ceremony. Probably a bad idea. All right. I'll run down just real fast the, the couple of, uh, I don't know, quote unquote important ones. Uh, Jessica Chastain won for Eyes of Tammy Faye. She was amazing in that. Hated the fucking movie. But uh, her and Andrew Garfield were actually very good in that. Uh, Best Supporting Actor, you talked about it. Troy uh, Kotzer for Coda. Uh, Best Supporting Actress was Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Didn't see that one either. Here's the one that pissed me off more than Chris Rock getting smacked in the fucking face. Encanto won for fucking Best Animated Feature. Fuck that shit. That was Mitchells versus Machines all day. That was theirs. It really should have been Mitchells versus the Machines. Because I do love Encanto. Believe me, the songs are catchy, but Mitchell, the Mitchells versus the Machines was genuinely like I, I really enjoyed that movie. That had amazing writing in it. I laughed my ass off. I still laugh my ass off every time I watch it. My eight-year-old is over it at this point, and I keep trying to go. Hey, let's let's watch this. Can we watch this again? This is fun. Let's let's do this. But no, she won't let me. So, uh, yeah, that, that, sh- that takes away even more credibility from the Academy Awards. Here's the real head scratcher. So the fan favorite award was army of the fucking dead. It beats, really? it, it beats Spider-Man no way home. Wow. And this folks is why we don't let the fans vote for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrifying. 
So, hey, the... That, go ahead. Sorry. Because I didn't mind Army of the Dead, but, like... It was fine. I had fun with it. Exactly. It was it was a movie. But, like... Yeah, it, it was a fun little, you know, genre piece, and Zack Snyder being Zack Snyder, and, it, you know, it was fine. We were entertained by it, but are you kidding me? It beats No Way Home. What? Yeah, no. It beat the, no. the the Suicide Squad was also nominated in that category. It sure as fuck doesn't beat that. So no. yeah, I don't I don't get that that choice. But again, this is why the fans aren't allowed to vote <laughs> for the actual Oscars. Or maybe they should be. Oh wait, no, that's called the People Cho- People's Choice Awards. Those are worst. So let's, you want to talk about the Razzies? That's the fun one. Let's do it. Okay. So the one that the, the movie that took most of the awards home was uh, one that I didn't even know existed. It's called Diana the Musical. I guess it was a Netflix thing about Princess Diana. It won like every Razzie that there was, except for two, one of which was really, really earned. Uh, worst actor was LeBron, LeBron James for Space Jam 2 absolutely <laughs> he should have won that he was fucking horrible in that movie did like, you this may be i did not see it but this may be a very controversial opinion but i will this is the hill i die on lebron james is overrated and here is the moment that i was over it do you remember like years ago he did like a two hour long espn special about like what team he was choosing to go to oh the decision he had been with miami the decision yes. it was like a two hour movie event yeah and i was like this is bullshit like why is it a two hour movie for him to just announce that he is switching teams He's going to Miami. He's leaving Cleveland and going to Miami because he wanted to win a ring. He's gonna take his talent. Little... He's gonna take his talents to South Beach. I think wasn't that the line? Yeah. See, I don't even watch basketball. I fucking hate basketball, and that somehow made it into my orbit. Which that's all anybody could talk about. Absurd. And it's absurd. I was so over it. Like I was like, why, why, why is why are we? Fo- why as a culture are we focusing on this? Like it's it is a fucking game. And I I take the opinion about sports that my dad had is that I don't want to watch. I don't want to pay to watch millionaires sweat. I love that. I absolutely love that. It's <laughs> like, so I, true. It's so true. It's. <laughs> I throw a ball well. I dunk a ball well. That's great. You're not curing cancer. Those are the people we should yeah. be paying the money to. And, and there's nothing wrong with enjoying your entertainment. Right. But like at the end of the day, it's you're not saving lives. It's it's not changing the world. It is literally playing a game. And for college and for college basketball, it is an extracurricular activity. And, well, all it is. I, I'm going to counter you with something. LeBron James did change the world when he was in Space Jam: New Legacy. He made it worse. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's how fucking. <laughs> I bad, will concede that one. That's point. how fucking bad that movie was. <laughs> he he has one good cameo in a fucking Amy Schumer movie, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, he can be a star. No, he fucking can't. No. You know why yeah. the first Space Jam worked? They gave very little. Or Michael Jordan had very little to do in that. And it worked. Correct. 
You let the right. you let the Looney Tunes drive the bus. You don't fucking let LeBron James do it. Oh God. Agreed. I can't. I can't even think about it. And then, uh, did you watch the House of Gucci? I did not. Yeah, neither did I. But uh, I guess Jared Leto won Worst Supporting Actor. <laughs> so speaking of Razzies, uh, yeah. We all know Bruce Willis got his own category this year, but uh, holy shit, was there some news about Bruce Willis uh, today? Oh my gosh. So he's yeah. st- stepping away from uh, acting. He's been diagnosed with aphasia, which basically leads to loss of ability to understand or express speech. And uh, that sucks. I thank Bruce Willis for throwing in the towel and walking away. I wish yeah. he would. I wish he would have done it five years ago, but uh, <laughs> you know, he, sorry, man, his work output. He got his own category at the Razzies this year. <laughs> eight, <laughs> eight of his Red Box director Red Box movies came out, <laughs> and and, oh, and they they all you know were up for for Razzies. Now, in all seriousness, it sucks. I mean, we. Um, you know, on behalf of a grateful nation, I thank you for getting out of the business. Uh, however, I will say thank you for your service, sir, because there have been a lot of amazing Bruce Willis movies that I cherish greatly. Die Hard will always be my favorite Christmas movie. No, we're not going to have this fight, but it's uh, okay. yeah, it's it sucks. It sucks to see him uh, he, see him go down, especially to something as horrifying as this disease. It, it it really is. Um, and I have to say that, like, my my dad suffered from some aphasia uh, after he had um, several mini strokes. So it is it's rough to see someone go through that because he had such a struggle with, like, finding his words. And you could just see the frustration in his face because he's like, I know that the words are in there somewhere, but like he just can't unlock them. Uh. Um so to know that he's going to be going through this and like his kids are going to see him going through these struggles, it, it's going to be rough and it sucks. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I have been very rough on Bruce Willis over the years. Not going to apologize, but you know, yeah, I, nobody wants to, to go out like that. I, I, that's, that's horrifying. I, I can't no, imagine. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like no one's, no one's illness, like kind of like, retroactively makes them a saint like it's been kind of well known that bruce willis is an asshole he yeah and he's a jerk and like you know the the two things aren't mutually exclusive like (laughs) right right agreed agreed no it's uh it sucks because our god i i can't imagine you know my 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 words are my thing my writing is my thing and if i couldn't do that oh boy that'd be hard living hard living Let's talk about something a little that makes me happier that might make you happier. I don't know. Hey, did you see that Joker movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix in it? I did. Yeah, you know they're they were they're working on a second one. Ooh. Well, the good news is, and this is what makes me happy. Uh, apparently, Todd Phillips has not finished the script yet, and for whatever reason, is having troubles. Uh, he directed the the first one. I think he wrote the first one as well. Uh, it is slated for release in 2023, so hopefully this delay will make sure that it never gets made because that that's a standalone. There's, that is a standalone. There's no reason for a sequel. No, 
I enjoyed it. I thought it was well done. I thought it said what it needed to say as a movie. And um, yeah, it can, it can be a one-off. Like not everything needs to be a franchise. It, it doesn't. I, I have gone on record. I thought Joaquin Phoenix's performance was amazing. That was transcendent work, especially, you know, dealing with the mental health aspect uh, you know, as far as bringing attention to that, I thought it was very well done. Not he knocked it out of the park. Hated the rest of the movie. Couldn't stand it. Yeah, couldn't stand it. And it does not play into any aspect or fit into any you know continuity as far as a Batman film is concerned. So let's just, let's just let Sleeping Dogs lie. Leave it where it is. Great performance. Let it fucking go. Great. All right. Good. Hey, speaking of DC, let's uh, let's talk about Ezra Miller for a minute. He's having a uh, he's having a week. Oh my god! So, Mr. Miller was charged with uh, disorderly conduct at a karaoke bar in Hawaii. Uh, he was allegedly yelling obscenities and became agitated when people began singing karaoke. I get it. I get it. I was a karaoke host for a bit. I get very upset. I got very upset. Anytime uh, somebody came up and wanted to sing uh, Whitney Houston, I will always love you. I, I can't. <laughs> I ban that. I ban that and I ban any Queen songs because no one can do Freddie Mercury on karaoke. It's impossible. You can't do it. Look, Bohemian Rhapsody is my go-to karaoke No song. shit. And you will pry it from my cold, dead hands. You are, you are brave. <laughs> you are fucking brave. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love the songs. I wish I could go up there and do it, but nobody's got a sweet voice like Freddie. Just nobody. Oh, no. I'm, not, I'm not trying to be Freddie, but when it comes to the part where they headbanged in Wayne's World, you better believe that I am headbanging hard. Goddamn right. You're goddamn <laughs> right. So police say Miller refused numerous requests from the bar owner to calm down. He allegedly grabbed the microphone from a 23-year-old woman who was mid-song, and he later lunged at a 32-year-old man playing darts. Look, we've all tied one on, all right? We've all been at the bar. I'm not a fighter when I'm drunk. I'm a lover. I hug. I give kisses. That might be inappropriate at times. I don't know because I'm drunk. Uh, I, I don't understand the fight thing, but uh, apparently karaoke really triggers him. Apparently a lot of things trigger him because this is not the first time that he has gotten into trouble No, by harassing people or having fights. Uh, there was a couple of years ago. I want to say it was in the UK or maybe Italy. I forget where he was. He was somewhere over in Europe. Bar fight, like not like I think he actually there's video of him like choking yes. somebody. 2020, he was in Reykjavik, Iceland, and there's a seven second video of him uh, grabbing a girl by the throat and throwing her to the ground. No repercussions for that. So he yeah. allegedly became frustrated by a group of eager fans who were quite pushy. He's a douche. He's a real douche canoe. Like he's. He has a problem. He has a severe problem. Like he should definitely not be allowed to go out to bars without his handlers to make sure that he stops getting into bar fights with random karaoke singers. So now this is going to fuck up the flash for me a little bit. I wasn't going to see it anyways. Like, honestly, this, I could care less about the DC franchise. I really could. Why you gotta be a hater? 
this is going to be the reset. Yeah, no, I, I watch it for yeah. for the train wreck value and in, in hoping that James Gunn will take over the whole thing and make it better. So, oh my gosh, like I, I, the more I watch Batman v Superman, the funnier it gets. <laughs> Each time makes me laugh a little bit more. Um, the Justice League, hot garbage, but the Snyder Cut, I would actually watch that again, like for enjoyment. Like, like, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, ridicule enjoyment, or you actually enjoyed, enjoyed, enjoyed the the movie. I actually enjoyed the movie, like legit enjoyment. I original uh, original recipe Justice League. That's for sheer mockery. The we the Whedon cut is for drinking. The uh, the yeah. Snyder cut is for drinking or not drinking for thinking. Yeah, no, that's. They're both for drinking. I, I just they're both they're all made for four hours. Yeah, I got to drink a little bit. No, I agree with you. I absolutely loved it. But that's another one. Okay, we're done. We've done the Snyder cut. Everything's great. Move on. We're good. Exactly. We don't we don't need to do anything else. I love the Batman because it was very much it's by itself. We don't need to tie into any canon. We don't need to do any shit. I'm happy to see Jason Momoa be Aquaman again. Happy with I, I'm excited for that. Those are fun. Not sure what a, a Wonder Woman, a third Wonder Woman movie is going to look like because that second one was absolute dog shit. But yeah, yeah. Um, I was really excited for The Flash because I was hoping that they were going to hit the reset button and try to fix some of this shit. But uh, now it's going to be really hard to see a douchebag Ezra Miller. And he's yeah, the star. Although most people are excited for Michael Keaton more than anything else. So yeah, maybe Keaton will take over the whole thing. So I have done all of the subjects and the topics for this week. Do you have anything for the weekly report? Uh, no, I mean, you touched on the only thing that I figured you would bring up. Uh, it's like the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. Um, outside of that, I have to be honest, I have not kept up with any sort of news uh, because I went through a period of doom scrolling uh, through all of social media for quite some time. And I have had to really limit how much I'm I'm on social media now because it's just it's giving me chronic crippling anxiety. So what is doom, what is doom scrolling? I have never heard that term. So that is when, like, you were, like, especially when it came to, like, the, you know, what's going on in Ukraine right now is, like, I was just scrolling the hashtags on Twitter, oh, reading worst news story after worst news story, scrolling just every social media, looking at the worst of the worst. And it was just leaving me in a really bad place mentally. Um so I've had to just sort of remove myself from that aspect of even just keeping up on regular news. Like, honestly, if I check in on like Yahoo News during the day when I have a down moment at work, it's to read Dear Abby or Dear Prudence for just something <laughs> that's a little lighter. <laughs> no. Or scrolling Reddit in the Am I the Asshole? <laughs> Red subreddit. See that that is the proper use of the internet, in my opinion. Is is yes, we want to keep informed, but 
with, with my Twitter now, obviously I have the Twitter for the, the, the show. And then I have my personal, my personal is way too depressing because I follow all the, you know, the, the heavy shit on that one. So I stick to the one with the show. Cause that's the entertainment news and the fun stuff. Yeah. Because at some point you, you have to check out because you can't, you can't hang with this. I have to, like, I, I had to curate my Instagram to just be all meme pages because otherwise, like, I'm seeing the worst of the worst. And I just kind of want to see puppies and funny memes right now. And uh, even on my TikTok, like, I really changed who I was following. And I just follow a lot of, like, kitten rescue accounts that they foster these kittens. And then they're just, like... You know, I, I get to see these kittens grow up and they're super happy. And when they're drinking from the bottle, their little ears wiggle and it's so cute. Oh, that's that's so sweet. I, I have diabetes now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, so a while back, I said that we were getting rid of a segment uh, and I did that. But it uh, doesn't mean I can't have a fucking mini segment. Daddy, I don't like Star Wars. Avengers are So I threw this into the weekly report. This is going to be my thing now uh, when I have something. The kid this week is watching this uh, reality show on Netflix called Country Ever After. Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay. It's about wannabe country singer Kofay Anderson and his wife, Chrisilla Anderson, who is a dancer. Uh, She's actually had some levels of quote unquote success. She stands for Britney Spears and Snoop Dogg and some other people. This is the most fake bullshit reality show that I've seen in a while. It's been a, it's been a tick. I don't watch reality typically, but the eight year old fucking loves reality shows. It's, it's like, she's trying to hurt me. (laughs) And this one it, it I, I happened to catch an episode between naps and you know you've got the the son is going camping with dad and and his his papa oh god and you've got the kid they ask him hey what was your favorite part of the camping trip and the kid says well you know praying with you guys and then getting to spend time with you i'm like who fuck what kid fucking uh, says that no i have diabetes yeah, right I, I'm sitting there. I want to look at my daughter and go, this is not real life, honey. Walk away. Survivor's more real than this. Okay. <laughs> now she watches survivor on the regular. She will go through, but she does it in the most aggravating way possible. She'll watch a couple episodes of a certain season, then jump to another season, watch a couple episodes and then jump to another season. It's fucking mind numbing. Gosh. Cause I'm trying to figure out where we're at. Cause I don't know about you. I stopped watching survivor after about season eight. That was the end of it for me. Cause I'm like, that's eh, the same shit. I have never watched an episode of survivor. I can't stand reality television. I, and I'm with you. I, I think the one show that I watched the entire first season of was the very first season of married at first sight on, um, I think it was Oxygen or Lifetime. I forget which channel had it. Um, that one was just sort of an interesting concept. But then it felt like every season afterwards was like a bunch of couples just like trying to get on this show. And I'm like, ah, I'm over it. I'm so over it. The first season felt a little real. Um, but everything after that just felt really contrived and scripted. 
I I like the shows that the little the reality shows that the little one watches that are like have to do with vet clinics and you know doc mm. you know animal she loves animal you know veterinarian she loves shows like that she likes the wildlife shows and those are fine because we're not yeah. focusing on the people we're focusing on the animals and what goes on with them that's yes. interesting oh my gosh Doctor Pole on National Geographic is the shit i love dr pole i love fucking dr pole love that show <laughs> she was into that for months and we watched oh like gosh. all of it and god i wish she would get back to that breaks my heart because now we're watching country fucking bullshit ever after there's one season there's one and it's it's a hand it's like less than a dozen episodes she watches it over and over and over again. I hate this fucking guy. I hate his family. I want them all to just, I, I want them all to fail horribly. Just fail. <laughs> I don't want anything bad to happen to him. I just don't want him to be successful because here's the problem. His music sucks. It's, it's awful. It is awful. And I can't tell my eight year old that she's like, Oh, he's really talented. It's like, no, he's fucking not. This is bad. This is bad shit. So that's that's my rage for the week as far as Kids Corner. Yay. <laughs> God damn it. I hope she gets back into fucking, <laughs> fucking animal shows. Something, anything. I need to restrict her access to where it will only show, you know, wildlife stuff. I, I'm trying to get her into the, you know, the, the old, uh, you know, what God, what is it? The the National Geographic, you know, shows were you know yeah, at, at, Wild Kingdom. Yes. Everything. Anything where where Attenborough is, you know, narrating it. That's there that's what I want to watch. Yes. She won't. The Planet Earth series. Yeah. Oh, that's that the that's what great. I'm thinking of. Yes. I fucking love those. And God, I can't wait till she watches those. I tried with Star Wars, it didn't work. So we we've got to come up with alternatives. I was just going to say that like stuff like that is pretty much the reason I'm on birth control. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> that Yeah! Add <laughs> a girl. Add a girl. <laughs> There's phases. There's phases. And you never know what's going to happen. It's a roll of the fucking dice. The first one loved all of the shit that I was into. She loved all the fandoms that I liked. This one hates all of them. And wants to, wants to watch the complete opposite of them. So yes, it's an it's a complete roll of the dice. You can try yeah. to indoctrinate them. You can try, but it yeah. doesn't always work. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, stick to birth control. It's you. You'll be much happier. You like travel. 100%. You like travel. You can travel without kids. I it's do. great. Yeah. Yeah. So stick to that. You you like to go to C two E two. I do. When you, I also like to just be able to sit around and do whatever the fuck I want. Like, <laughs> yeah. When you have, when you have, when you have kids can't do any of that fucking shit. All right. No. I haven't traveled anywhere in forever. I miss traveling. I used to, I, I used to go overseas and do shit. Yeah. No, I haven't, I haven't seen the United Kingdom and fucking got a decade plus now. So anyways, that's my rant. Love you all. So this week we watched the Hulu original film 
Fresh, rated R, runtime one hour and 54 minutes. Synopsis, the horrors of modern dating seen through one young woman's defiant battle to survive her new boyfriend's unusual appetites. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, this was directed by Mimi Cave, written by Lauren Kahn. Turn page now. There we go. Nope, wrong page. There we go. Turning pages. Oh, cool. That was it for as far as directing and writing. Stars Daisy Edgar Jones as Noah, Sebastian Stan mm, as Steve, Jojo T. Gibbs as Molly, Andrea Bang. That's an unfortunate name. As Penny, Deo Okaniwi as Paul, Charlotte Labon as Anne, and Brett Dyer as Chad. This uh, Rotten Tomatoes score, uh, critics 81%. Not bad. Audience 83%. Lovely. God, Janine, I really like this movie. This, this was different. It was different. It had a very different feel to it. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. And I'll explain why later. What was your rating? I'm going to go three out of five. Um, I'm going to remove one star for this movie, slightly dimming my Sebastian Stan lady boner. Um, Were you knocking off a star for that? Were you not turned on? I mean, he was only (laughs) eight human flesh. I mean, what the, Oh, spoiler. Um, Yeah. He only ate human flesh. That, that doesn't get you going. No. No, no, not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> there was a time, though, kids. There was a time. It did happen. <laughs> well, here's what I liked about it. I I, I thought uh, Sebastian Stan's performance was amazing. I, I loved him in this, the way he would go from super sappy, nice guy to sinister fucking crazy killer. I like Daisy Edgar Jones in this. I had never heard of her prior to this, but I thought she did a very good job. That soundtrack was sick. Sick. Mm -hmm. I love the soundtrack. This thing kind of had a David Lynch feel to it where like everything was really off kilter. It was a little weird. A lot of suspense, a little bit of tension, just violent enough, but not gratuitous violence. Well, maybe Mm -hmm. at the end a little bit, but, uh, and as far as the technical aspects of things, it was flawless. I mean, it, you know, the cinematography was cool. I love some of the choices they made with the shots. Uh, sound editing was really well done. Uh, just across, I thought the editing was well done. Just across the board, it, it technically was really, I, I thought it was really well done. Here's why it loses a star, okay? Why do they have to foley up the chewing sounds, Okay. I hate eating noises. Chew with your fucking mouth closed. Okay. That was why it lost a star. I fucking hate hearing people eat. I was triggered. Totally triggered. I got it. I got it. What, what's your trigger? What's the thing? I. What's the thing that makes you just kind of rage out? Oh, you know that sound when you're cutting into something on a plate and the metal like scrapes against the oh, plate? Oh, yeah. I, know like, that one. I don't know if I have that thing where it's like some of the wires are crossed in the brain, but when I hear that noise, like I can taste metal in my mouth and it just ugh, gives me all the ick. I can't stand it. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I don't have a severe reaction, but I, I totally get that. But <laughs> when I'm cutting up the kid's food, it's just and I'm like, Hey God uh, damn it. No. 
But uh, yeah, chewing chewing sounds are are really my kryptonite. The other one is hair, other people's hair. Mm. Not when it's on their head, fine with that. But when it's everywhere else, I cannot fucking deal with that. Drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. Well, the beginning of this film, I got to tell you, this was uh, this first scene was so fucking cringeworthy. This first date that mm. this poor girl was on. Holy fuck. Now you date you're you're dating right now. You're going out in the dating world. I am. How accurate was this? It was scarily accurate. Like <laughs> even just the scene, like right at the beginning, she's in the car about to go into the date. And she is still swiping through other choices, which I have done like <laughs> on the date when the guy's in the bathroom. And I'm just like, oof, what else is out there? Because this is not it. Um, I can't imagine. Yeah, or I, even. I can't imagine dating right now. I, I can't. I've, I've been married 15 years and I, I cannot imagine going out at my age. And again, I, I think I'm significantly older than you are, but just the whole aspect of trying to date in a technologically savvy world horrifies me. Horrifies. Can I ask uh, how old you are? I'm 43. Oh, you are actually only three years older than me. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I will not. You do not look 40. Congratulations. You're, you. you're, do, you're doing well. You're doing well. I thought I at least had 10 years on you. I have a lot more. No, no, I'm I'm freshly forty. In October last year. I have a lot more gray on you. <laughs> oh, that's where the hair dye comes in. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about dyeing dyeing the beard, but I just don't think it'll work. <laughs> and that's the thing is, guys look good with like that salt and pepper hair, a little gray in the beard. It makes them look distinguished. I go gray, and I started going gray at a young age. I was like sixteen when I started going gray. I just I just look old immediately the second that my gray is like really noticeable. See, I feel like for women, and this may not be a popular statement, but either go all gray or go all whatever color you want to go. The, the, mm -hmm. the in between, I think, is when shit gets fucked up. Yeah, but I that's, agree. That's just me. I'm I'm an aesthetic guy. But you're right, guys. They get gray. They age. It's distinguished. It is. We're manly. <laughs> Women. That is not what ends up happening. But uh, let's uh, let's talk about dating. Uh, who sends a dick pic before the first date? I mean, we're sitting there with you know she's scrolling through and got guys sending a dick pic before they've even gotten a date out of her. Have you have you had this happen to you? Um, not with someone that I was going to date, but in my Instagram DMs. Yeah. 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 I mean, was it, was it like good or like, was no, it really small? No. I mean, it, flaccid, you know, no. I mean, I, I think it was his attempt at being fully erect. I mean, and you know, good for him <laughs> for, for trying. He tried. Um, he tried. He that's, tried. That's fine. It's like, oh. Right. Now, do you have the snarky friend that, uh, you know, communicates with you on the sidelines, you know, before you get onto the date? I, yeah, I'll either be, I'll either be sending pictures to uh, one of my sisters sharing my location if it feels a, a wee bit sketchy. Okay. Um, I have to be honest, like I, 
I, I feel like I've lucked out in that I haven't had any like really bad experiences yet. Um, no, no time that I felt unsafe even. Um, just bored. Just, oh my gosh, dude. There was one date I went on and when the guy was in the bathroom, like I, I really like I had put my jacket on and I'm like, I could leave and be gone before he comes back. I kind of wish I had, but then I was like, no, it's rude. Like, it's not nice. But man, I was like, I was standing there, umbrella in hand, my jacket on. And I'm like, I could just go. That's where smoke bombs come in handy, like Batman. You just smoke bomb and you run out, of, run out of the restaurant or wherever the fuck you're going. Right, that's that's fine. You you've never had anybody try to pick you up at a grocery store. Um, I've had the people flirt with me at the grocery store, okay. um, but I and I and I've tried to cultivate such a such a standoffish persona, like. I'm I'm tall. I dye my hair black. I wear mostly all black. When I do go out, I put on heavy eyeliner, dark lipstick. I try to look like queen of the goth people, and yet still people want to talk to me. And I'm like, why? Why? Like I I try to look as unfriendly as possible, mm -hmm. and yet they're still like, hey. Well, I'm going to talk to you. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, men are driven by certain urges. And, uh, you oh, know, God. we see the, we see a challenge. We love challenges. So we go after the <laughs> challenge. That girl looks like she wants nothing to do with me. Fuck it. I'm going to take a run at it because, you know, at some point it might pay off. You, you never know. Uh, I mean, that really explains all the short kings in my, in my DMs. The five foot three gentlemen um, just... No, thank you. I do have certain height requirements. I appreciate the, uh, I, I appreciate the ego that you have, but I, I love the confidence. No, no, thank you. I love the confidence. I really do. I I'm over six foot tall, so I have not run into that issue. However, here's the thing. I did date a couple of, of ladies before I was married that were taller than me. And honestly, I thought that was kind of awesome. Oh, really? There's some some Amazons, man. You know, not, <laughs> about probably two, three inches taller than me. I'm six two, so I'm I'm good. I'm fine. You're up there. I'm yeah. up there. But yeah, you did a six three or six six four, and you're just like, I'm okay with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the shortest person I've gone on a date with um, is five eight, uh, which wasn't terrible. Um, but I'm five eleven. But he also enjoyed the idea of someone taller than him. Um, but actually, he turned into like one of my best friends now, so that's kind of that's kind of cool. Okay, so he, he wasn't like you know dwarf tossing you know type of shit. No, okay. no, not okay. quite. And then the other people have been about five nine, five ten. Uh, one of the dudes I'm seeing right now, one is like six two, the other is um like six four, six five, nice. which I feel. I feel so short next to him. Like it is the first time in my life I have ever felt short and I am quite intimidated. <laughs> I feel very intimidated by him. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's kinda it's kinda nice. Yeah, like, that's what I thought. Nice. Yep, yep. I'm a little scared of you. There's a little danger. But it's not I like you, you have a knife and you're trying to offer me cotton candy grapes uh, in a grocery store. No, no, not quite. Have you had the cotton candy grapes? I have. They're fucking awful, in my opinion. 
they're they're just too sweet. I, I like yes. the taste of regular grapes. <clears throat> Cotton candy grapes are just just eat candy at that point. You just you you can feel the diabetes coming. You can feel it as you're eating them. Diabetes. Dot the the betis. <laughs> So a uh, question that came up, I, I know we're heavily focusing on the first date, but there were so many questions that came up because I've been out of the game so long. What is the best place for a first date in your opinion? It has to be some place where you can actually hear each other talking. Um, so like a bar is a good setting, but a place that doesn't keep the music way too loud. Um, maybe like a bar restaurant combo so you can get like some bar food, a couple of drinks, um, just some place that you can actually have a conversation, but then also it's public and you have an easy exit. And you can't be murdered in public in theory. No, in theory. In theory. In theory, in public, I feel a bit more safer. <laughs> See, mine go-to was always coffee because I, I didn't want to go to dinner because I didn't want to me order a giant steak and she has a salad or vice versa, whatever the case may be. <laughs> I didn't want to hear them eat. I guess I should have, cause that would have disqualified them immediately. Uh, I'm not taking them to a fucking movie cause I don't want them talking through the movie. That just drives me crazy. So it was always right. coffee. Let's go to coffee and we'll get to know each other. And then from there we'll, yeah, go, I mean, we'll go to a meal. Yeah. I like a good coffee date. Um, drinks, some sort of beverage to start with. Um, but honestly, like I just find that the dates are just much more enjoyable if I'm a bit buzzed. So, Oh no. Agreed. I like, totally <laughs> agreed. No. If I went back out into the world again, you're goddamn right. I'm going to be, I'm going to be nice and buzzed before I even attempt this shit. Yeah. I want to set a baseline for them. So they understand that me being buzzed all the time is what it's going to take. So, you know, Right. And honestly, I feel so socially awkward and I am shy. I am an introvert. So I do kind of need a little bit of the liquid courage to kind of just like crack my shell open a little bit. Um, Which is what I find very interesting about you because you go on a lot of podcasts, man. You, I'm drunk on every single one. Had a, had a girl, but you, but you still, you throw yourself out there. I at one point said... <laughs> I could on the show call, call her a podcast whore, but I'm not going to do that because that's that's just oh me. yeah, that's just I'm, rude. I'm that's a podcast rude. slut. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, all the podcasts I go on are my friends. Like right, I'm just talking right. with my friends. It, it, it's a conversation. Um, there's no there's no pressure. Yeah, it, it's people I've known. Like this is my first podcast with you, but like we've interacted on the Leftover Art page. Right. Uh, I've I've been on other shows with Joe Stark, and I've met him in person. Um, the Leftover Monster podcast. Like I've met all of those people in person. Right. Um. So like it, it's really just talking with my friends at the end of the day. So. So whenever you go on a, on a date now, you just have to pretend that you've been on a podcast with them. I think it'd be fine. All right. Last, last dating question. Guys are always full of these ridiculous compliments. What is the most authentic compliment a guy could give, give you? Cause we could sit there and tell, cause we could sit there and go, you have great tits. You have a great ass. Oh, I love your eyes. Your, your mouth is, you know what? Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, you know, what that mouth do? Complain. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but no, if, if a guy genuinely compliments me on, like, if we're having a conversation and they're just like, oh my gosh, I love how passionate you are about this, or I love how excited you get about talking about this, that makes me feel good. Because then you're just respecting the fact that I have an opinion on this thing instead of also trying to shut me down and being like, oh my gosh, why are you talking so much? And it's like, just just be grateful right now that like we're having a full-on conversation about Star Wars and what's canon and what's not. And like, (laughs) I can hold my own when we're talking about Star Wars or Star Trek or MCU characters. Like... Like, I know what I'm talking about. I don't know every. I, I don't know everything about everything, but what I do know, I'm I'm very passionate about. So let's compliment the intellect as opposed to the appearance, right? Exactly, because I honestly I, I hop on the train some days, especially when I was commuting into Manhattan every day for work, and you get the you get the nice ass, you get the nice tits comment, you get the oh you have a great smile or I love your eyes, and it's like okay, but like that. My body is literally the least interesting thing about me. Well put. Well put. I like that. There's just, there's a lot more, there's a lot more in there. So when we're having a conversation and you're like, wow, I just really enjoy talking to you. That's just, that makes me happy heart. Good. (laughs) That's good. Cause I'm the complete opposite. Uh, My body is the most interesting oddity of me. So, (laughs) you know, that's. It's not the mind. It's just, wow, that uh, dad. Yeah, I can tell. Hey, I've uh, exhausted my dating questions. Let's let's get to the movie now, because that's my fault. Uh, Noah, or Daisy, the actress, uh, does she remind you of, uh, is there a little Mary Elizabeth Winstead in there? You feeling that? Yes. Very much yes. so. And I love her. I love her. I like the first date, uh, where they uh, do the cheers to the dead parents. I, I thought that was really funny. I was expecting a Martha line in there at some point, but didn't right. happen. <laughs> disappointed. Really disappointed. I found this more erotic than Deep Water was with Ben Affleck. We we reviewed this last episode. I, I liked the little mini sex scene in this. I, I thought it was much more intimate and interesting than anything that happened in that, that other movie. It was. And I didn't watch Deep Water, but I did listen to your guys' review. Oy. And as I was watching the sex scenes in this, I was like, oh, he's going to like this one because there's something here. And it wasn't necessarily explicit. There was no boobs. There was, you know, none of that. It just no. see, it just seemed hot. I mean, you know, it was, it was very intimate. They, you, you could feel the chemistry between them. And you know, you're talking about the cinematography, and you kind of have that montage when they're on their date, and like the camera's like just a little bit out of focus. Like it feels kind of dreamy. And and I have been on those dates where it's like you just feel like everything's clicking and oh my gosh, this person's amazing and we have so much in common. And you do get that almost like floaty feeling. And th- and that's honestly that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie because you you've got that shot of them out there talking, but we're not hearing the dialogue of what they're doing while they're talking outside. You're getting mm-hmm. the conversation that they're having inside. I, I love that choice. I thought that that was great. One of my favorite scenes in the whole thing. But yes, I agree. 
remember back in the day that you have that good first date, you're, you're floating, you're, you're on air at that point. Even if nothing happens, even if you, you go home opposite directions, nobody goes home with anybody. There's not even the, the, the half kiss or that half-assed hug. And, you know, mm-hmm. you just kind of stick your ass out there a little bit. Um, you just had a good time with the person and I can enjoy this for at least eight hours. Yeah. At least eight, maybe 12. We'll see how much sleep, you know, needs to happen with that. <laughs> but yes, I, I really enjoyed that scene because it was really nice, uh, juxtaposition between that first date with Chad and uh. then this date with, uh, with, uh, Sebastian there. It was, it was very nice. Very, very nice. I love that uh, they did the whole white people dancing badly thing. I thought that was hilarious. That was adorable. Yes. Um, but it does have that Lynch quality when we kind of revisit that later. Is It felt very much like like that scene from Ex Machina when um, like David Isaac and Domo Gleason are, <laughs> are dancing. I was watching it and I was like, I was like, oh, this is like shades of Ex Machina. Like I'm intrigued, but I'm also very put off by it uh, oscar isaac can jam <laughs> <laughs> he can jam but yeah unfortunately the dancing scene uh he ended up cause being her which uh damn yeah and then although when ahead. he picks her up to take her for that weekend away and i was like immediately no like don't go away with someone that you've only been dating like two dates or whatever but like he picks her up and they just start driving out of the city. And my anxiety right then was ratcheting up. Cause I'm just like, Oh no, we are going further and further away from civilization. Hard. No, come on. Nope, Ju- come nope, on, nope. Janine. Let's go to Maine for the weekend. It's fine. It's well, fine. See, this is why I haven't been murdered yet. Is, oh, I don't oh, do this. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. It's like, Oh no, I'm hopping on the subway. Goodbye. <laughs> I thought it was an incredibly bold choice that they did the credits 30 minutes into the movie. That was insane. Yes. I didn't even realize that the credits, you know, that there, I just expect, expected there would be no credits, but 30 minutes into the movie, boom, we get credits. That, that was odd. It was a, it was an interesting stylistic choice. It's like, that's when like the movie like really started all that was a little bit of foreplay, but like this is when the movie gets going. It really took a turn. Watching the trailer for this movie, I didn't know what this was about. I knew that there was something off. I knew that Sebastian Stan was probably not well adjusted in this. But when we got to the point of, I'm going to sell your meat, that's when I was like, holy fuck, is this happening? Yeah. Like, she wakes up, like, chained into this basement room. And I'm just like, oh no, this is, this is every. This is like every true crime documentary. This is how they all start. (laughs) He was a nice guy. He seemed normal. None of his neighbors thought he was odd. Until he wasn't. Like, that's all how they go. Dennis Rader was a... Oh, sorry. I just remembered that documentary. (laughs) Well, fun thing. uh, Sebastian Stan dancing to Obsession by Animotion while slicing Mm -hmm. up a severed leg. That's 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 Oscar worthy right there. That's the Oscar. Because because yes. uh, I think you'll agree with me. Sebastian Stan is a national treasure. That he is. He is. Um, and if you follow him on Instagram, he does indeed dance and sing like that just on a regular basis. I think so. Like, I feel like that was 100 percent him 
allowed to be him. I think we should all be doing that. We should all be following. He his Instagram handle is I am Sebastian Stan. <laughs> I, I was thinking more of the dancing, but yes, I think oh, we should oh, all be. Yes. I think we should all be dancing like that. No, 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 no. You should all be following Sebastian Stan as well. Again, dreamy. Uh, not with the severed leg though. Okay. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that out there. Let's let's not do that, please. Jesus, for the love of God. <laughs> did you realize there was a market for human flesh? Because I sure didn't. I did not. Um, this was very much an eye-opener for me. But I'm sure on the dark web, there's a market for everything. Because breast milk, I get. That, that makes sense to me. I don't know why. Yeah. I can't explain it. But meat, human meat? So his going back, his going back and forth. Th this is where I loved him. Was the friendly to sinister, friendly to sinister. He's sitting there trying to have conversations with her after you know he's got her chained up and doing all all those other things. He showed c really good range in this, and not yes. that I don't love him as Bucky because I fucking love him as Bucky, but this was a nice little tilt and twist for him that I I hadn't seen before. I enjoyed seeing the range because like, especially when he is like trying to talk to her or even just on their first date, right before they sleep together, you can see the conflict in him of like, he knows what he's going to do to her eventually, but you, you get the sense that he genuinely likes her. Yes. And then the whole time that she's chained up in his house like he's still almost trying to date her or like put on good impression. And cause he is still conflicted of the fact that he likes her knowing that he's going to cut her up and sell her, her parts. Like he seems conflicted the whole movie. And you understand him. And this is how, why this, this uh, young lady that played Noah Daisy, whatever her name was, uh, she was likable. She was not the irritating final girl that sometimes we hate in, in horror films. She was actually likable. Mm -hmm. You're sitting there going, okay, I get why he, this is appealing to him. And yes, he very much liked her until the point he cut her ass off, which. Yeah. So here's my question. Yeah. I don't have an ass. What does he cut off of me? Okay. What did I, I don't, I mean, I guess the meat in the middle, I, I don't know the, the love handles I've got, but um, yeah, I don't have an ass, so there's not nothing to cut there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, we are all pretty fleshy back there. Like, even if you have a flat ass, like there's still some meat back there, I guess. A little bit. Just, right? <laughs> Did you feel like there was a little judgment with her cellmate, you know? Oh, none of us fucked him. Oh, very much so, yeah. Yeah, a little judgment going on, despite the fact that, you know, they some of them were missing a limb, but I thought that was fucked up. One of the great moments in the movie and where I thought the strongest acting between the two of them were these very matter-of-fact conversations they were having about, what does human flesh taste like? I thought, th mm -hmm. I love that engagement between the two of them. It wasn't just... Oh God, what is human? Thing? No, it's just, we're having a normal conversation about what, you know, 
<laughs> what this tastes like. And I was waiting him for him to say like chicken. <laughs> I was expecting right. that. I was kind of hoping for that because that would have been funny. <laughs> Did you? Ex- I mean, go ahead. From what it from what it looked like, and from what I have heard on true crime documentaries that have covered people who are cannibals, is they say it kind of tastes like pork, <laughs> and that pork is like the closest to human flesh. And you know what's funny? I hate pork, so that works out really well for me. I'm saying I won't eat it. Yeah. And I'm not saying movies like this make me a vegetarian because they never will. No. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I was a little hungry after I watched the movie. <laughs> Those meatballs looked good, though. They look <laughs> fucking good, right? Oh, my God. The pate. Oh, God. Even the, yeah, the pa- that pate scene because the bread was like real crunchy. And I'm just like, oof. I had that to- looks I had to mute it. God damn. I had to fucking mute it because uh-huh. I couldn't listen to them eat the fucking. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I'm fine. Everything is fine. Did, did you expect the wife, the, the, the plot twist with the wife to pop up? I did not. I did not either. I was pleasantly surprised. I thought she was going to be an innocent victim in this whole thing. And then, yeah. As soon as he's like, oh, this is you calling me on the cell phone. I'm like, oh, fuck. The wife's going to knock her out. Yeah. I like that. What's interesting is like, you really get the sense that like, you know, obviously she was one of the victims at some point. She she doesn't have one of her legs. Right? Holy. Um, So like, is this some Stockholm syndrome? Is this like, maybe he had feelings for another victim at some point in the past like was noah gonna replace her that's a good question right I mean, because she had she had the magazine in the cell and there was the note in the cell that said if you're reading this he genuinely likes you play into that and it was signed sammy right right and we saw um, her on the little shrine you know at towards the end of the movie right so i mean I mean, either the wife was involved at some point as a victim or she's been in, involved in the ring for quite some time. And, uh, But yeah, I wasn't expecting the twist of her to be like wholly involved, especially when uh, Noah's friend Molly shows up. It's nice that there is room for promotion in the grand scheme of things. You know, I mean, you can work. Not a, your, it's not a dead end job. No, it's not a dead end job. You can work your way up. You can go from, yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to sell your meat off to, hey, maybe get, get to come live in the big house, right? Yeah. It could happen. Could happen. Uh, quick side note the song, Thank You for Being a Friend, is now ruined. Oh my gosh, that's right. Ringtone. <laughs> not that it wasn't like horrifying and really annoying before, but now it is completely ruined for me. (laughs) Completely ruined. Uh, There was a great line that I totally agreed with. Uh, Women just taste better. Agreed. Agreed. I support that. Unless they haven't showered that. Yeah. Then they don't taste better. Mm. Oh, was he talking about eating them? 
I think he was talking about oh, the, like Jesus. I took that like com- their their meat. Oh, tastes see, this is better. why this is why I'm fucked in the head. I, you know, I I took it another way. God damn it. <laughs> Alright, we Although, did. Yeah, right, right. You never know. <laughs> no, folks, I understand. He's talking about eating her. I get it. I'm just trying to be funny. It's okay. <laughs> uh, these folks that are his clients, uh, do they not cook the meat? That that I had a huge issue with that because I'm I'm a medium well guy, and I I'm going to take shit for that. I get it, but uh, I mean. We're eating raw. This is blue, blue fucking steak at this point. I mean, can, can we not cook this shit? Well, I mean, it's it it's fresh. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> like, is it sashimi grade? Like, I don't really know. <laughs> how do you how do you how do you take your human steak? I mean, how do you take your steak? <laughs> uh. I actually like it on the rare side. <laughs> oh, fucking heathens. I swear to God. Am I alone? I'm alone. I am alone in the fucking world. All right. This is why no one loves me because I, I eat, I, I like my steak cooked. All right. Let's talk about your hamburger. Do you, do you cook your hamburger all the way through? No, I, I, I still, I like a little bit of pink. In the oh middle. my God. Do you know how fucking, Oh my God. <laughs> you know how insanity. Oh God. You're going to get fucking E. coli and food poisoning and everything else. Jesus, God, we need to move on. Oh. So towards the end of, the, you know, as we're getting to the latter stages, like third act of this movie, I got this real sense of dread, like hopelessness, like, mm-hmm. holy fuck, we might empire this fucking thing. This might not end on a good note because it just seemed like all of the the tropes of the rescue, her her snarky little friend, you know, is going to get eaten. She got knocked out of the picture. It reminded me of uh, what Get Out and Lil Rel in that, where, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of saved the day and they completely, you know, whacked uh, Molly out of this. And I'm like, okay, we might be heading in that direction. Points. There may be points for this. But I, I love that that kind of tension that was built. And then we get this this fucking shrine that he has built. Holy shit. I, yeah. I, I kept waiting for Molly to end up being the main course, and it didn't happen. I swear to God, I typed it in my notes, and I was waiting for it, and it didn't happen because I thought it was going to happen. So copy and paste down. Okay, it didn't happen. Got to move it down again. Move it down again. Did they eat her boob? Was that hers? They did. Okay, they did. good. All right. That is why he said, like, it... it I, I think you'll find it tastes familiar. Like, uh, not really, like, I guess that's like a double entendre of, like, it'll taste familiar because it's your friend, but also, like, you yourself have breasts, so perhaps it'll taste familiar somehow. <laughs> and I'm sure her boobers are bigger than mine. I was like, oh, cringe. <laughs> uh, uh. Fuck, that was fucked up. But... I his line about, you know, the, the clients want to feel closer, you know, to who they're eating. I mean, I felt like this was like a fucking Sally Struthers, you know, children's Christian fund where you're sponsoring a kid <laughs> and then you eat them. <laughs> now I'm never donating ever. No, you can't because you're going to end up with a box with a, with a cooler full of random pieces of meat one day. Exactly. Fucking Richard Marks. 
I got to note that there was some Richard Marks in there. I was like, fucking Richard Marks. But it just added to how great that soundtrack was. So I got to ask the question, were you on the fence at all? Where were you at as far as was she going to Stockholm Syndrome and go with him or she was going to rebel? There came that point in the movie where you wondered, or I wondered at least. I don't know if you did. No, I got the sense that after that she once she decided to like play along like she was going for full i'm getting out of here no matter what i'm gonna lull him into a false sense of security that i'm on his side that i'm interested in this she's gonna play up the fact that he does like her and she was gonna get out of it so at no point you felt like she was gonna just go along with the game there I, one moment when she does start crying after they've drank the wine and they've had the breast meat, um, you do get a moment where, like, maybe she's a little conflicted of, like, I could just give in and be his person and get out of that, get out of this that way. Or, like, I don't, like, I don't know if she was crying as, like, part of, like, the character that she was playing, but, like, I think there was, like, one moment where you're a little bit like maybe confused as to like what her motives because it felt like she was showing genuine emotion it felt like this wasn't an act it felt like she was really you know i don't want to say getting into it but she was she was feeling something beyond you know the this facade that she was trying you know to create and i love that questioning as I, as we're watching, there was a nice little, what about 10 minutes where you're sitting there, mm-hmm. they're having dinner. You're like, Oh my God, what the fuck is going to happen here? Yeah. That was when the movie was at its best. And then she bites his fucking dick. Yeah. Oh my God. And then I'm crying in the corner. <laughs> but I just love that. She lulled him into that point of like, he was so, he believed it to be that vulnerable with her. And I'm just like, when she did it, I was like, fuck yeah, bite it off. (laughs) Gentlemen, we learned a lesson in this film. We learned a lesson. When you do take women and throw them into a cellar, do not uh, have them perform the, the, uh, the uh, fellatio on you because they're going to bite the fucking thing off. 100%. 100%. That's a PSA right there. I'm telling you. I'm filming it tomorrow. Don't do not do it. <laughs> don't fucking do it. No means no. Okay, guys? Even if you put a, put handcuffs and a chain on them. Unless they, ask for, unless they ask for that. <laughs> like explicitly ask for that. Don't go with this. I, it's implied. She wants. No, 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 no. She has yeah. to be chained up. You can't, you can't do that. But yes, consent that, is king and consent is sexy. That's exactly it. I totally agree. And boy, God, do they whoop his monkey ass. Jesus. Oh love, I love that scene. I love that scene. They beat the fuck out of him. Here's the problem, though. We did the horror trope. It's like, ladies, finish him. You know, they're, in the, they're in the kitchen. Finish him. Fucking take care of it. Don't let's not leave this open for him to, to come back. So upsetting when they do that, they left him like they left him for dead and they try to escape. And then of course he comes stumbling out after them with his face all just completely fucked up on one side. Um, but it's like you were, they were there in the kitchen with all of the knives, like right. seriously, just 
fucking finish it. And you have double tap. You have Penny with the one leg with the knife stabbing him. Yeah. I'm just like this this is fucking great. This is all of his worst nightmares come true. This is them taking the power away from him and fucking him up and it was so satisfying watching that. So satisfying. And then we get the coup de gras, which my my favorite one oh god, I love this. Smile for me, sweetie, as she's got the gun on him. You know, it's just smile. Oh my god. That that was Beautiful. so satisfying. So satisfying. And and she didn't hesitate. She pulled the fucking trigger because I was waiting for that whole oh, I can't do it. I don't know if I can No 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 no. Fuck that shit. Smile. Nope. Boom. Brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You you could have stopped you you could have ended the movie right there. And I'd have been fine. Yeah. I'd have been happy with it. Don't get me wrong, I was happy to see the wife go down too. Because we got to see that was, Yeah. That was we, amazing. We got to see Molly pulp that fucking head. That that was oh. the that was the one time where they did not pull back. I mean the, the the blood splatter was there. I mean she was this was irreversible head cave in, you know, type of shit. Yeah. And I loved every fucking minute of it. And then we get the best joke of the entire movie. He was married? Right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> No, because then it ends with you look at her phone, you look at Noah's phone, and Chad, from the very beginning, has texted her again. Are you up or what are you doing? I forget exactly what he texted. You up. Uh, yeah, and I'm just like, how fucking, of course, like, of course. Because here's another dating story. I went on a date with a guy back in maybe October of last year. Went on two dates, hooked up. It wasn't great. So I didn't expect to see him again. He kind of trailed off talking to me. I stopped reaching out. It is what it is. I didn't expect to see him again. I'm out two, three weeks ago, maybe, maybe less. And I get a text from him that says, hey, I'm actually going to be in the neighborhood. Did I happen to leave my vape at your place? What? Oh, no. And I'm like, he, le he left the hair tie? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And I'm like, hold on. First off, like the entire time that we were even at the bar, like the vape didn't leave your hand. <laughs> you didn't misplace it for the past five, six months. Okay, bro. Like, I'm not stupid. He's like, I'm going to be in Jersey City, like, visiting some friends. I thought maybe I'd swing by and see if you had it. And I was like, uh, it's not here. I guarantee it's not here. So he and then he's like, oh, I guess you're not home. And I'm like, no, I'm out. Like, 100% no. I'm in Vermont, all right? Yeah. <laughs> so the, the booty call would not have been worth it? No. No, no. Did not perform to standards? Uh oh no, I, uh, couldn't perform is, is the problem. Oh, shit. Um, oh. Which I'm not naming names. So, like, no, 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 it, it no. could be anybody. No, no. Um, the name, the, the, they are innocent until proven guilty and they shall remain nameless. <laughs> and, like, it was, like, he's not a bad person. He's just, I just don't think that overall we were going to click anything beyond the date or two. Um, so it is what it is, and you know, I stopped reaching out. He stopped responding. So I figured, all right, that's done. And, and then to reach back out months later, I'm like, bro, no. 
See here, here's the problem though. You get you get those guys that are over 35. The equipment uh, it suffers. It suffers. You get those guys over I, over 30. <laughs> it suffers. I'm I'm kind of discovering. Yeah, that. yeah. Because <laughs> uh, my dating pool is like about my age, a little older, yeah. a couple years younger. Yeah, and there is a distinct difference. Oh, there, yeah. there really is. Yes, more motivation is needed. Equipment is needed. Sometimes pharmaceuticals yeah. are needed. <laughs> we'll talk offline. I have suggestions, but uh, yeah. But I loved at the end of this movie. How did we finish off? With the yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, oh my gosh. Oh, Heads will roll. God. I oh, love oh, that song. So good. I actually immediately went to Spotify and added that uh-huh. song to like my favorites playlist uh, because I've... I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I, how, first off, how did I forget about the yeah, yeah, yes? How did I forget about that song? So thank you for reintroducing me to oh, that. It's so good. On the playlist. It's so good. And I can't remember what their other one that was a big fucking hit, but fuck i god i love them so uh, much their song maps yes song that's maps. it yes maps Everywhere. Maps. thank you thank you thank you couldn't remember the name oh so good so good i don't know if there's a soundtrack for sale for this but uh if there is i'm buying it or i'll just go figure out all the songs that were on it and just pick all those up because i think i have a few of them already but yeah. it's good it's good shit uh mid credit scene i have no idea what was going on was that sebastian stan in the middle of the table you know what i i didn't even read that much into it i it's just i bit... just it just sort of felt like this artsy it, like it, piece that like maybe he was like just one piece of the puzzle and some and of... that whatever still get happening and some of the guys at the table were like in fucking, they, they were, I, I don't know, they went to a bathhouse or something. They were dressed very oddly while uh, others were in suits. I was very confused. Yeah. And I, and I got it a little, very odd. I got a little hostile feel to it at that point, but I was, mm. I was so into the yeah, 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 as at that point, I didn't really care, but ultimately there. I, I, I really like this movie. I, I did. I really like this movie. I appreciate you suggesting it because I probably would not have watched it had you not suggested it. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. And honestly, I really just didn't want to see it because of Sebastian Stan. <laughs> I love that your obsession with Sebastian Stan, your healthy obsession with Sebastian Stan uh, prompted us to watch this because, uh, yeah, I again, I probably wouldn't have otherwise. It was a nice little taut thriller, very well written, beautifully constructed, great performances. God mm-hmm. damn it, if you haven't watched this movie, uh, you need to now. Now, it suggested this other movie, you know, when it was done. I can't remember what the fuck it was called, but someone suggested to me at some point that I need to watch it. I don't know. The, the photo of it was a hand like on a subway train or some fucking shit. I don't know. Get Get off, get out, get whatever. Let's knock it out, but no exit. No exit. That was the one. It suggested I should watch that. I've heard things. Yeah. I've heard things. Brian suggested that. Um, PCL Brian. Did so he? It's definitely been on my list. Yes. I okay. think he posted it on the PCL page. I have to double check. All right. Well, I, I will give that a shot at some point because I like stuff like that. All right. Well, hey, break. 
she's like, she's nodding her head up and down. Yes. In, in, a, in an audio. <laughs> I forgot this isn't a visual. In, in, yeah, it's not. Medium. This is audio, you know, <laughs> thing. But she's agreeing. So uh, we will be back shortly. Hey, you want to get doomed? I'm Tessa. And I'm Nicole. And we have a spanking new podcast for your ear holes called Doom Generation. Listen in as two foul mouth biddies have an always casual, often comedic. What? I think we're funny. And sometimes chaotic conversation about the things that doomed us to be who we are today. Take a trip with us down nostalgia lane and we'll try not to veer off the road. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Doom Generation Pod and on Twitter at Doom Gen Pod. Later, Doomers. And we are back. Janine, how is the uh, the fruity, uh, seltzery beverage treating you? Uh, it's treating me well. I'm on my third can. That a girl. Nice. So, it's going to get interesting from here on are, out. Are you feeling numb yet? A little numb? Not yet. I mean, they're only 5% alcohol. Oh, so, Jesus. Like, it's not that serious. God. Fucking Christ. But they come in a four pack, so mm. let's see if we can get, in, let's see if we can finish all four tonight. You got to pound all of them at once. <clears throat> that just so, shows how much of an alcoholic I am. I look at 4% and go, yeah, I'm going to have to drink all of these at once. <laughs> big, I have big. a checkered history with vodka, so I kind of got to pace myself. I appreciate bit. you for calling it vodka. Thank you. <laughs> it's not vodka. It's vodka. No. And I thank you for that. My Polish ancestors would never let me live down uh, not pronouncing God, vodka. God for, bless uh, them. Correctly. That's <laughs> <laughs> good people. It's good people. Oh, fuck it. Uh, That's what I've been terrified to do this week. Uh, let's do a little therapy. I'm still a piece of garbage. God, I don't know who to who should go first here. I am nervous, so you go first. All right, fine. <laughs> I know everybody is sitting on edge going, oh God, is Josh going to cry this week? No, I'm not. Because I actually did something positive this week. I have started writing some fanfic. Hey. I, I took I took a little advice and I said, okay, let's put myself back in the space here being creative. So I did a full outline for a story this week full outline like not just started kind of half in it no 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 no. i did the full outline and it is absolutely ridiculous it's a bunch of my fandoms all crammed into one because i am obsessed with super corp and fucking you know supergirl and lena luther now i did all my favorite cwd dc shows and then i threw some star trek on top of it because i'm sick and a little sprinkle of Marvel in there as well. So, but I am, uh, I'm really enjoying this. It's, it's giving me an opportunity to kind of do the thing I used to do when I was a kid, which was think, you know, just basically have the entire story go through my head and just kind of write it down as I go. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm loving the shit out of this right now. So it has put me in a much better place. I cannot wait to actually start writing the entire story because there's a lot of good stuff there. No one will ever see this story ever. It's for me. And I, and I'm totally okay with that. I created a character that is me. (laughs) 
which is, I, I know, incredibly narcissistic, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, how awesome is it to, you know, have yourself be a part of a superhero story? I, I, you can't, it's, it's so hard to resist. And maybe at some point, you know, I can write a story where I remove myself from the equation and just do the characters. But I feel like, you know, I'm, I know enough about these characters to get it right. And I'm using it to, you know, kind of write some stories that I thought should have happened with some of these shows because Jesus have they gone off the rails. But mm-hmm. uh, no, I'm, I'm having a blast with this. And uh, this has definitely helped uh, me kind of go on the uptick, you know, recently. So lo- I, I would love to share this with everybody. Would love to, but uh, it's not going to fucking happen. This is all mine. So, yeah, that's awesome to hear, though, because like, you know, last week you talked about how it, it did really resonate is just feeling like, you know, the time is slipping away and things that you wanted to do or where you saw yourself at a certain point, you know, and you're not there or you're you've given up on things that were important to you. Like it resonates. It really does. And I'm happy to see you happy and hear you sound just you sound excited about it, and that that feels good. Thank you, thank you. I I do appreciate that. And I guess I'll, what I had to get, come to the realization is: look, I may not do something that changes the world, but it's for me. It makes me happy, and I will be happy to sit down and read this once I am done with it. And yeah, I might show it to a couple people who know their shit. Janine knows her shit. Wait, how up to date are you on the CW stuff? I haven't watched any of them, oh, so I'm not you. the person right, to share fuck, this with. Fuck Sorry. it, God damn it. Uh, I need you all to email me. Those of you that watch the CWDC shit regularly, you will appreciate the story that I'm doing. The rest of you will hate it. But anyways, no, it, it's re- it's really nice uh, being able to, to just let that loose and live in that world a little bit. And it, it takes me away from the things that stress me out and uh, blah, 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 blah. Josh kind of happy this week. So there we go. Janine, time for (laughs) you to sit on the couch. What can I do for you? Well, this has been something that I've been struggling with lately. And it, it it really just stems from my childhood. Um, But like, I'm, I'm one of four siblings and the role that I created for myself when I was a kid was I had to be the good one so that my parents didn't worry about me because uh, they were kind of going through issues with like the two younger ones. They were so close in age. They needed a lot of attention. Um, there was things going on with my older sister at the time. And so I was like, I have to be the good one so that they don't worry about me. But it kind of left me feeling very invisible as a person. And that also then led to feelings of like inadequacy or that people don't like me. And I had worked through a lot of that throughout my life, but it kind of came back into focus last year um, when my ex broke up with me. Uh, Because part of his reasoning was that the relationship was stale and he had fallen out of love with me at some point over the past year or so and just didn't know how to tell me. 
And it just resurfaced all of these feelings of like, I'm boring and no one wants to spend time with me and people just pretend to care. Um, so I feel like that's kind of manifesting itself in a little bit of like an avoidant, anxious attachment style is I'm, I'm finding myself kind of, I'm dating like a couple of people at a time right now and just not really investing in one person because I'm like, I don't want to get hurt. So I'm just going to move on before you can hurt me. Uh, <laughs> so I'm. All right. So yeah, I, I, I realize that I have to fix my attachment style because right now it's it's not good because I'm just going to jump from person to person and then uh kind of end up in a bad place i feel so where as far as uh, your siblings are concerned where are you as far as the age wise i am the second of four okay so you're not the you you're not the uh god i'm not the oldest i'm not the baby uh me and my other middle sister consider ourselves the middle children um so it's not Marsha, Marsha, Marsha type of shit. No, no, not quite. Because <laughs> no, right. I, I only know of two of this. I only know of you and your, your other sister. Uh, the other two clearly have no love for podcasts. So uh, not I really. No, no, I'm sure they, they, they stay out of the limelight. All right. I get the walls. I get that. You put up the walls. But also you're in that that stage where you feel like you have a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. A lot of catching up to do. And it's no different than going to the party and everybody's having a good time and drunk and you feel like shit, I got a drink to catch up. And then you end up getting blasted and you're the one puking before everybody else. So, yeah. Oh boy. I am perfectly content and happy and agree with your uh test driving the cars i think that's (laughs) an excellent idea i know it's a fucking horrible metaphor but i think that it's it's okay to figure out what you like and what you don't like now Mm -hmm. as far as your ex is concerned you you can't kick yourself for that because and i and i've said this before many moons ago and who fucking knows. Cause I don't listen to my old episodes, but when we get into relationships and things click, it's because we are all at that one nexus point where everything aligns and we're all at the same place. As far as our personal, professional, uh, our emotions, everything is in that same place, but it doesn't stay there because you continue to develop as people. Mm-hmm. And those things go off into different directions. And sometimes you come back together and sometimes you don't. Sometimes those directions just keep on going and you go, okay, I liked you as the person you were before. Who you are now is not somebody I want to be with. And that's the trick is the that adaptability. And that's what people say is, well, that's the work you have to do in relationships. Okay, well, I hate work, so fuck that. So that's, that's kind of where you have to fall is going, is this person somebody I'm willing to do some work for without compromising who I am? 
Because, yeah, we all change a little bit, Mm -hmm. a little bit, not a lot, not a lot. I am at this point in my life, I'm a little bit more cognitive of where I'm at as far as my outlook on things. But I know that there's a lot of traits that are very much ingrained in me that are probably not going to change. And so I use those as a kind of a litmus test for this is where I'm going to be happy. This is my zone. Yes, I'll go out of certain aspects of the comfort zone to try new things and have a little bit of excitement. But for the most part, God damn it, you need to accept me for who I am. And if you don't, go fuck yourself. And oh, exactly. Yeah. And so that's what you're doing. You're auditioning people right now. You yeah. you are casting the next fucking MCU movie right now (laughs) and all these people are coming up and you're going fuck all right yeah this guy's an asshole whatever chris hemsworth who is this uh oh sebastian stan damn all right you work you work (laughs) but i i mean that's that's the thing is is we get this this i i I don't know expectation in our heads and it, it, it's drawn from too many fucking movies and too much television and too many of these fictional stories. And, mm. oh God, I can't generalize. Speaking for myself, I get to that. I have this idealized version of what love looks like and what relationships look like. And I'm always going to be disappointed that it doesn't live up to that just because it's a really unrealistic expectation that I have. And that's the trick is you got to get around some of those things. I don't know you. I don't know your head. I don't know where you're at on that stuff. No, I mean, for me and what I thought worked in the past was for me, relationships aren't like the big sweeping gestures because that just feels like you're being love bombed and manipulated. But it's the little things like. Just being able to sit on the couch and talk, um, watching a show that you've watched a million times, but you're watching it again because you're together. Um, you know, laying on the couch, rubbing his feet while he tells me about his day. Like, it's just those those little things that are like, to me, that's what makes, that's what means a relationship. That's what means love is those little things that let me know that you're thinking about me and the little things that I do that let you know that I'm thinking about you. Agreed. Because we get to that point where we are like sitting there going, all right, I have this fantasy about how these things are going to go. Right. Mm -hmm. How far does that fantasy go? When you, when you're in your head going, okay, I think about how the beginning stuff works and how the early stuff works and, you know, that's, that's the fantasy I have. You're not thinking about the 20 years down the road type of shit because <laughs> that's a weird fucking fantasy to have. It's the, yeah. Oh, I meet you. And there's this connection and everything else. And, but you're not sitting there going, all right, what does this look like? Two, three, four, five years down the road. Am I able mm-hmm. to enjoy sitting on the couch with you? And we're just watching a show. Am I able to enjoy sitting across from you at dinner and having a conversation with you. Can I be me with you? 
Do I have to wear a mask while I'm spending time with you? Do I have to continue to be this fucking ideal you have in your head? That's the hard part. That's when you know you're with somebody that you love and that loves you back is that you can be you around them. And if you can't do that, no compromise. Fuck that. If they don't like you for who you are, go to hell, go find somebody else. And here's the neat part. If you don't find somebody else, who gives a shit? It's okay to be you and be alone. Just don't buy a bunch of cats. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right? No cats. <laughs> I'm, I'm content if I end up alone. Like I don't, I'm at a stage in my life and I've told this to people and they, and they tell me that it sounds very unromantic, but it is what it is, is I don't need somebody. I would like somebody in my life. Of course. Not, of course. But I'm not at a stage where I need somebody. Like I, I, I pay my bills. I clean my house. I cook my own dinners. I do my own laundry. I don't need anybody to add anything to this, but I would like to invite somebody in who can add value to what I already have. Of course. No, I, I completely you know? agree. Someone to, someone to compliment who you are. And some, exactly. And some... I don't mask who I am. Like all my dating profiles that I've had just immediately say off the bat, I'm a dork. This is what I like. I collect swords. I collect rocks. I watch Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Um, and I watch bad sci-fi movies while I get drunk. So like, like I don't, I don't mask who I am and I am myself a hundred percent of the time. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. And that's fine. I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Um, cause I'm not your fucking project. I'm not here to change. I have no interest in that. We're, we're too fucking old at this point to, to completely fucking flip over the table and, and change our, our lives what's here is what's here. And yes, there's a level of adaptation. Yes. We could, we could move a little bit to here and maybe a little bit to there and scare ourselves a little bit and try something new. And okay, that's, that's great. But fundamentally what I am is what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for a project, good fucking luck. Good luck. Exactly. If you're looking for someone who's young and dumb that can be manipulated because I won't, I won't say dumb that if you're looking for someone who is young and inexperienced and naive, like I'm not that person. No, no, no. I'm just it, not. It, it's called young, dumb and full of cum. Okay. That's, that's what the phrase is. <laughs> Got to go with that. But no, that that's exactly it. You, we, we've reached that age where we're like, I know what I like. I know what I don't like. I know what my boundaries are mm-hmm. and I'm not going to go past them. You can push. You those boundaries can push a little bit. We can push, but we're not going to break through them. Yeah, and like I, I have strong boundaries. I don't like to be touched without my permission, especially when I'm meeting someone new for the very first time. And I have dudes who go in for a hug, and I'm just like, mm, not yet. And I had one dude who got annoyed by the fact that I had boundaries. I wouldn't hold his hand after knowing him for five minutes, and I'm like, no, that's just not who I am. And he was like, okay, but that's the dude that I thought I should just leave in the middle of the date. So, <laughs> hey, God <laughs> damn it. Can I, can I get the high five? Fuck. Yeah, I need yeah really. Just, just a little touch. How about the fist bump? Can I get that? You know, a little bit of that. I'll do an, I'll do an elbow bump. <laughs> Look, gentlemen, 
if you're listening, the single folk, when she touches you, that's when you have a green light. If she doesn't, leave it the fuck alone. And and again, if she touches you, that doesn't mean she wants to fuck, guys. Okay? That just means she likes you. That's true. Okay? Just because she she put a hand on my leg doesn't mean she's ready for anal. Okay? You got to back off a little bit. Okay? Realistic. Back off. Back off. That that means you that means you might get a second date. That's what that means. You get the little hand on it. But no, boundaries are important. Jesus Christ, we need to have boundaries. It's fucking boundaries with our fucking parents, boundaries with our siblings, boundaries with with everybody. And that and boundaries with your employer. Oh, like I have the, God I have, damn right. I have strong boundaries is I don't reply to IMs or emails after five o'clock. I don't answer the phone after five, and the phone is here in my house because I still work from home. God damn it! But five oh one, I am leaving the office, even if the phone is ringing. Be like, nope. Agreed. You don't pay me past this point. Nope. That's it. I had a moment this week where the boss wanted me to go do something that I thought was a very bad idea, and I said no. And you don't say no very often in my industry, you get in trouble. And, and so I was very, I was proud of myself because I said, I, this is, I'm drawing this line in the sand. We're not doing this. Of course, massive anxiety resulted for several days. And then you realize nothing bad happened. And you're like, why was I worried about this? But this is the truth. Boundaries, God damn it! Boundaries are the one of the most important aspects of living life. You have to have them up with everybody. They're so important. And it, and it's not that we're trying to push people away. It's just look. This is what I'm comfortable with. And if you can't respect that, you have no place in my life. And boundaries are important. Just also like if you have no boundaries. And you allow people to walk all over you uh, or just take everything from you emotionally and mentally and spiritually, you're left with nothing. Like you have filled someone else's tank, but yours is empty. There's no those you, boundaries. It's not you anymore. There's no you. And yeah. No, there, there is nothing left of me. And then because I have been that person that has no boundaries and there's nothing left of me. And I am this depressed husk of a person that has no no desire to do anything. But with strong boundaries of, you know, like one of the dudes that I'm seeing right now, he wanted to come by a particular night. And I was like, no. Like, I, we can have dinner the next night. Because I just didn't feel like it. And I didn't give an explanation. I was just... No, not tonight, but tomorrow. And it was just that little boundary of like, I don't, I don't want to put on pants today and see somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but I took that boundary for myself and I said no. And it was fine because then we went out the next night and then we had a lovely dinner. So, I mean, like, you know, having that boundary and if people don't like your boundaries, it's probably because that they were benefiting from the fact that you had no boundaries in the past. Oh, doormats are fun. Doormats <laughs> uh. are fun. <laughs> but what's more fun is when they do have uh, boundaries and they do are, are very 
firm in their beliefs and what they want and where they're at. That's hot. Oh my God, that's hot. Maybe frustrating at times, but a woman who sticks to her convictions, oh, <laughs> there's nothing better. <laughs> nothing better in this world because we like doormats on the, on the short term. They're great. Oh my God, they're wonderful. Yeah. But they're booty calls. That's all they are. Yeah. And they will never achieve a status higher than that. So. And like, I'm just not, I don't know. I feel, I feel too old for a booty call, but like not saying that those aren't fun. Yeah, exa- they are. Right. Right. Don't, don't rule that out. No, don't rule I'm that out. I'm not ruling it out. No, but, <laughs> but, but, but you take the power. You are the one that is running this fucking show. Right. You I know, do genuinely like this person, and I would like it to be more than just, then, hey, can I hit you up at one o'clock in the morning? Right. And, so, okay. Know. Then that's fine. You know what you're after, and mm-hmm. that's good. Because I'll be honest with you, most of us guys, when we're doing this shit, we have no fucking clue what we're after. We don't know. <laughs> we need guidance. We need help. <laughs> but if you know what you what you want, then yeah, go pursue it. And that's fine. And you you could be greatly successful and everything works out. And we get the wedding. We get the, the white picket fence and the... How, well, how many kids are we supposed to have? Yeah, fuck that. 2.5? Um, 2.5 kids and, and you do all that. Or it fails. Cool. We're going to keep going on. Mm-hmm. And that's it. We, we keep keep on trucking. It's stupid. God, is it stupid, but it's not wrong. <laughs> you keep clawing until you're fucking done, until there's nothing left. But I feel like in talking to you, this is obviously the first time I've had a chance to really talk. We've messaged, but mm-hmm. I don't know people when I message them. I, I okay cool excellent great wonderful i you know that's what i know but knowing now that i've had a chance to talk to you dude you've got your shit together you know what you want ultimately you know what you want you know what you're after look i understand there's a dance that has to happen with all this Mm -hmm. fucking bullshit it's a job interview ultimately but you you know i think you know what you want and if you don't, you're refining that. You're getting close to that. So keep pushing yeah. on that. And like I said, darling, kick as many tires as you need to. drive as, Test drive as many cars as you need to. Because you know what? If you're going to buy one, it's yours. And you're, you're yep. with it. You're with it. Doesn't mean you can't get rid of it. Because you can. But <laughs> it's a real pain in the ass to do so. Have I helped? think you have like to kind of just even voicing like the issues like it kind of helped just put a few things into perspective and um yeah like i i feel like i have a clearer vision at this moment of like what i would like to see happen i'm rooting for you i'm in your corner i'm telling you i appreciate it thank you and i'll I'll, dude i'll fuck some guys up if they ain't treating you right I'll, I'll Will Smith smack the shit out of them. Okay. <laughs> I, I will come to Jersey. I have never been to Jersey. I will come to Jersey just to fucking fuck guys up. All right. All right. You, hear, you heard it here, folks. God coming did. to Jersey. 
You're goddamn right. And I will bring, bring Trulies and White Claws with me. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you want to do something fun? Always. Yeah, there you go. Oh my gosh, let's do some things. <laughs> I got a thing for you. <laughs> you got a thing. I'm so excited. You you were you teased me earlier and I am I am so excited. So let me do do you want to do your thing first or do you want me to do mine? No, I, I want to do a little teaser. Um, oh, tease me. Based on uh your your episode last week with uh that gal Angie. Yeah? Yeah, that's her name. Okay, she had mentioned that she was getting into, like, audio erotica. Yes. There is an app that I have. Uh, it is called Quinn. Q-U-I-N-N. Okay. And it is all, like, audio stories. And you can go through. There's, like, there there is guided masturbation. There is, like, whatever kind of thing that you're into. Different themes, different voices, just noises, talking, the first week is free. You do have to then pay for like a monthly subscription, but it's like four or five dollars, so it's not terrible. Um, but honestly, I say sign up for the free subscription, download, try for the week. Um, I mean, some are pretty fun. Are my orgasms worth four or five bucks? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Would you would you throw them in like a, a little bit of an ASMR category? A little bit? Are there those yes. options? There are some ASMR okay. kind of that whispery, uh, that whispery aspect. Because because that's that's where I'm at personally. I can't speak for Anne. She she can speak for herself. But uh, personally, I'm I'm in the uh, the validation ASMR sex category right now. Mm. Where they tell me they love me, and I make enough Ooh, money. That's that's all I need to know. They do have uh, <laughs> they do have like sort of like boyfriend girlfriend type uh, role playing that you can listen to. What I've noticed is the guys with the really deep voices love those. God, that gives you the tingles. Oh yes, some of them are a little cringy. I'm going to be honest. Well, we, I've listened to some yeah. guys, and they just sound kind of Chad ish. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, baby, do you want me to touch that yeah. thing and stuff? Yeah, no, you don't. You don't want that. That's that's no nope. good. That's no good. But when they tell you you're you're special and you know you're you're not a serial killer, those are the best ones. Yeah, you, you haven't heard those Great. ones yet. You have, yeah. No, no, I don't think so. All right, so you've you're okay with the you've given some suggestions with the audio erotica. That's good. Right. I'm gonna dive into mine. Have you heard of face sitting? Uh, yes. This has really become something that uh, I noticed heavily in my research. I you know because we all know I I'm a pioneer in sexual research with everything that I do. And this seems to be videos that uh, are coming up quite a bit are face sitting videos. Now we're all familiar with the whole 69 thing that happens. All right. But this is 69 taken to the nth degree. Whereas we're not focusing on the, on the front portion. We're more focusing on just sitting on someone's face and almost smothering them to shit. 
Mm-hmm. And so this is obviously has to do with dominant and submissive individuals. Uh, it's demonstra- demonstrating superiority. Jesus, God, I can't talk right now. <laughs> you can do it. I, I can you. do it. Thank you. <laughs> demonstrating superiority for sexual gratification. Now, they say it's not like smothering because the bottom, you know, can actually breathe. But they're also talking about full weight on, per, you know, body pressure. So it's one thing to be sitting there eating someone out, but it's also another thing to be like, holy fuck, I can't see straight. And some of these videos, holy shit, dude, I'm telling you, it's not just, oh, I'm sitting on your face, you're tonguing me, blah, 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 blah. No, it's like crushed mm-hmm. on the face, which I can imagine is very pleasant for the individual that's doing the crushing. But as far as the person that's being the crushy, holy fuck. Fuck, it's intense. I mean, if that's their kink and they want to be crushed, I know. And and I agree with you, but I want to breathe. I need to be able to breathe. And breathing is important. And yes, it says, oh no, well they they don't, you know, blah blah blah, you know, they don't they don't asphyxiate them. But the videos I've seen, uh, that's not the case. (laughs) That's it's not what's happening. So. I am intrigued, but I don't think that's something I'm probably going to try. It's a thing and it's out there. It's a thing and it's, and it's out there and, you know, we all love going down, but we don't want to go so far down that, uh, you know, we choke to death limits, boundaries, (laughs) boundaries, boundaries, (laughs) boundaries. So, you had another thing on top of that? I do have a thing. Go for it. Um, so this is something that I found years ago. Um, you mentioned that site, Literatica. I've been on that site a number of times. It's so good. Oh, my God. I am balls <laughs> deep into some shit right now. Oh, my girls are together, and I'm so happy. I... Oh. <laughs> Cara Zorel and fucking Lena Luther. Oh my God. I love their stories. I'm sorry. I'm hijacking your ship. Go no, ahead. No, go. It's fine. So that kind of led me down a weird path of like kind of discovering some things that I'm into. And that led me to this particular dildo that is called an ovipositor dildo. Oh, so this is not my kink. I'm just, I'm, I'm mildly intrigued by it, but I don't think this is something that I would want to try. I, I, I am intrigued beyond belief right now. So it is a hollow silicone dildo that is shaped like either like an insect proboscis or like some sort of tentacle like alien device. And so this is for people who want to feel like they are being impregnated by alien eggs because you can then pass gelatin eggs through the ovipositor into the person. The fact that you're using the word proboscis, credit, respect across the board. So is this actually laying eggs into 
the individual? Yes, you are. You, it, it usually comes with some sort of silicone mold that you can create gelatin eggs. And then you either use it vaginally or anally or perhaps orally as well. Um, but it's a hollow tube that you either yourself or a partner can then pass these eggs through so that you can experience that feeling of being impregnated by alien eggs. Interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm also mildly horrified. <laughs> and I think that's like that weird dichotomy of feelings of like, this is weird, but also intriguing. <laughs> I feel that when you when you balance the two between like weird, horrified, intrigued, that's where the best orgasms come from. Um, you know, I, I've heard stories where women feel like they know the moment that they have been impregnated. I've heard that story mm-hmm. or stories where it's like, okay, you know, things have been put inside of me and all sorts of silly putty has been thrown in there. And, you know, I, I can actually feel like I'm being impregnated. So I wonder if that fills that need. Like if your biological clock is just blowing up and that fulfills that particular need, which, which, okay, that, that works. I, I don't know. I, I feel it's, oh God, thoughts, words, not working together right now. I, I don't know. Is the thought of being inseminated somehow erotic? I don't know. Like I, I personally don't have like a breeding kink. Um, that's not one of mine, but I'm, I'm sure that there are some people who enjoy it. It's so, because I, it, on behalf of men everywhere, uh, the thought of us like actively trying to procreate or inseminate someone is so foreign to us that <laughs> it, I, I would be shocked if I met somebody that uh, met a guy that was actually into that. I'm sure they're out there, not, not disqualifying sure. them in any way, shape or form, but yeah, the whole all right, you got a green light, go forth when you spent your entire life trying not to make that happen. That's a right. hard transition to make. Super hard. Yeah, that's got to be an interesting like switch to flip is to then go from like don't get this person pregnant to yes. try to get this person pregnant. Oh, it's it's horrifying. And I can speak from experience. It's 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 so against everything you have programmed into your own head. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beyond belief, but interesting. I guess this could satisfy a particular need, but I don't know. Wow. Just watching videos of this thing in action though, of like watching the eggs being passed through the tube. I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to stop you right there. They're videos. Yeah, not not of them like in a person, but just sort of demonstrating the uh, the eggs passing through. How have I not? How have I not seen these? Oh Jesus (laughs) Christ! I I for it's it's weird for purely for purely scientific purposes. I need to see these videos, so I need you to send those to me. 
I we'll might them I send them to you. I might ejaculate to them. I have no idea what will happen. <laughs> There's no guarantees, but I need to see these things. I need to see them. <laughs> it, it, it's weird to watch. It's very weird. <laughs> now, now, we don't judge here. No, no. This I'm not show, judging. This show does I'm, not judge. Again, intrigued, but also horrified. <laughs> Fascinated, even. <laughs> Fascinated, yes, that's a good word. <laughs> so I remember, I, I think, God, somewhere back in the back in the back and you know, really old episode, there was a discussion about a device that did something similar, but it wasn't, I don't think it had any, anything to do with, with any type of kink involved. It was just, they have this thing, and it's like, why? But you're putting into a putting it into a context where it's like, okay, I get where the sexual attraction comes in. Not really my thing, but right. I feel like this has nothing to do with guys. Probably not. No, this has to do with the ladies. And I, I guess, you know, that is the ultimate question. Does this somehow silence or put the alarm on snooze? Maybe. Or just that, maybe like just that feeling of fullness. Sure. How, how is that different from a DP, though? That's my question. There's fullness and then there's fullness. And then there's fullness. Yeah, it it definitely feels different. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. <laughs> as, as someone that could... as someone that does not possess a vagina, I am 100 percent <laughs> sure that that uh, yeah, there's no fucking similarity between the two. But hey, you know, correlation. <laughs> trying, trying. Interesting. Well, fuck, dude, you brought the thunder. Yours is better than mine. Told you I was going to bring my A game. Uh, you did. You you did not exaggerate. Shit. I'm asking you to send me material now so that I can properly research. <laughs> Janine, coming on the show several times. You will be guest guest hosting many many times. Just so <laughs> anytime because I'm out of material at this point when it comes to this is the thing. It took me almost two days to find something else to do. I looked at the list of paraphilias. We're out. I've done them all. Wow. All of them. Well, I'm sorry. I've done all the ones that are socially acceptable because we're not going to talk mm. about rape fetishes or shit like that. I'm, I'm not going that route or the, the, yeah. the, 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 uh, the, the cannibalistic fetishes. I'm, I'm not going there. We watch fresh. That's plenty. Yeah. Right? That's close enough. Oh, yeah. we're good. We're yeah. good. We're good. We're good. So, yeah, I've run out. So, it's uh, it's just going to involve me watching more porn than I really want to or need to. But <laughs> I will bear that cross. I will bear that cross. So, hey, should I uh, tease next episode? Let's do it. Should I? Guess who's coming back next week? Uh, Mr. Michael Weed the Third Esquire Jr. Oh. My co-host who should be fucking here and has not been here. He is scheduled to be back. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. 
But uh, I think we're going to review The Bubble. That's the uh, Karen Gillan uh, Netflix uh, kind of satire. Oh, we're making a movie yeah. thing. Because we're not going to go see Morbius. I have no interest in that movie. No desire at no. all. The, the trailers can just Garbage. Go. It's PG-13. It, that's, that's it. It's PG-13. I'm not going to go see it. Yeah, no. Red box all day. Plus it's, plus it's Jared Leto. Like, that's just I, done right there. <laughs> I appreciate his enthusiasm. I really do. I, I, I know he's trying. He's a he's an amazing actor, and he's done wonderful things. I don't think that Comic Book Fair is his thing. Plus, I'm pretty sure he runs a cult out of Hollywood. So I think he's a cult leader. So he he had gout. That's all I know about the guy. He had gout once. It happened for a movie that no one saw. But hey, he did look like uh, Mark Chapman. I, I I am impressed with that. So yeah, we're gonna watch the bubble. Uh, Michael is supposed to come back next week. We'll see what fucking happens. I don't know. If not, I feel like I could call Janine. It could happen. Ooh, ooh. How about having Angie and Janine on? Oh, my <gasps> God. Oh, Jesus. Right? <laughs> I feel like that would be a lot of trouble. <laughs> oh, my God. I could, I could just sit back and watch it all happen at that point. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have to do anything. But uh hey, thank you for coming on. I had a great time. Thank I, you for inviting me. I had a wonderful time with you. You are fantastic. You have uh taken every 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 punch I have thrown at you and uh <laughs> just thrown it right back in my face and uh I am on the ground at this point. So thank you so much. Uh review of the drinks. Yeah, the gingers are what they are. Uh, how's the White Claw truly two sisters, two two chicks? Two chicks, two right? Chicks. Two chicks. Yeah, the vodka, elderflower, and pear cocktail. I have drank all four cans that came in this four-pack. a girl. And um, I am I am mildly buzzed. You're feeling sated. Not too terrible. I am, I'm, I'm feeling calm and just... I'm feeling nice. Excellent. <laughs> That's that's why we're here. That's the whole point of this is to sit back and drink a few and enjoy and talk about dumb shit because that's the game. <laughs> so if you want to comment on how stupid I am, uh, go ahead and uh, email contact at morallyflexiblepodcast.com. Uh, Facebook is The Morally Flexible Podcast. Twitter, 118. That's where we're at. That's how many followers we have. <laughs> It's at the morally. I love that tag at the morally. It works. I don't do anything on Twitter and Instagram is even worse. I don't do shit on Instagram. However, go ahead and check it out. It's uh, Instagram.com forward slash morally underscore flexible underscore podcast. Prepare to be bored. And that's it. That's all I got. So uh, on behalf of Janine and myself, I will bid you adieu. Say goodnight, Janine. Hey, Janine.